Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. I got to tell you that this episode is a bit laggy. We're going to try fixing that up, okay? We're going to run an Ethernet cable into our computers. We're going to kick it back to 2004. That being said, let's get the comments going, okay? I'm going to drink a couple beers tonight. I want to know about your thoughts regarding the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks. Who has the better roster? Beggsy and I do get into it in a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah, let's just, let's just keep it going in the comments, okay, to make up for the internet on today's episode. Anyways, enjoy. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Canucks and the Flames. Which roster would you rather have? And we're also going to get into our Cam Neely former Canuck of the Week and our Marcus Granlin of the Week. But first, I want to introduce my co-host. He might hate the Calgary Flames even more than I do. His name is Kyle Bowen. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man. Oh, man. Starting with the hate. Yo, it's Friday. Okay, it's Friday. The sun is not shining, but again, it's Friday. I don't want to start off too much with the hate. That being said, yeah, F the Calgary Flames, okay? I'll actually put a bleep right here, okay? F- Calgary Flames, okay? F- Calgary Flames. It is what it is. It's always been that way. Uh, I guess rivalries don't really exist for the Vancouver Canucks because it's been a long time since meaningful hockey games have been played. But again, for the third time, Calgary Flames. At the end of the show, we're going to put the comments on display for the people because the people matter. We're nowhere without you. Shout out to all the new subscribers on the network as well. I do want to talk more about myself. I want to ask Trevor about his weekend, but it's a Canucks show. Okay, we'll save that for later. Uh, Let's do this. You want to compare both rosters? You want to ask the people which roster would you rather have? Who has a better chance at winning the cup first? I can't believe we're doing this. Begsy, I can't believe we're doing you're, – you're, you're the definition of all over the place, man. Canucks fans all over the place, okay? A week ago, Pedersen should get nominated for the heart. Three days ago, Quinn Hughes should be nominated for the Norris Trophy. He should be a, a final three candidate. These guys are not making not making the playoffs. The Canucks are winning a lot of meaningless games, and now it's like, yo, should, let's, uh, let's compare our roster to another team and ask ourselves who's better. Begsy, get out of here, man. Yeah, you know, usually I am all over the place, but I think with all three of those things, I, I wouldn't say I'm all over the place. I mean, you know, Pedersen and Hughes are having amazing individual seasons. They do deserve love for the heart and the Norris. And when it comes to the Flames, the Canucks, I, I think it's an interesting conversation. And, you know, I, I thought about this for two reasons. You know, first and foremost, again, the Canucks and Flames are playing tonight at Rogers Arena. Shout out to Pride Night at Rogers Arena as well. But the second thing that kind of surprised me here, Kyle, the Flames and the Canucks have the same amount of wins this season. They both have 34 wins. And again, the Flames have nine more points than the Canucks, and that's because they have 15 overtime losses compared to just six for the Vancouver Canucks. But again, going into this season, I think at any juncture, you would have been surprised if the Flames and the Canucks had the same amount of wins. Because again, the Flames had Stanley Cup aspirations. Things have not worked out for them. The Canucks had wildcard aspirations. Things have not worked out for them either. But still, I'm surprised to see both teams with the same amount of wins. And in one second, I do want to ask you maybe which roster you would rather have in the long term. But you know, here's here's one part of my argument. You know, Jim Rutherford mentioned it yesterday in his newsletter. If you want to hear us talk about that, check out yesterday's episode of Locked On Canucks. 
He mentioned in his newsletter, newsletter that the Canucks are the fifth youngest team in the league. I cross-referenced that with elite prospects, and, and he is right. The Canucks are the fifth youngest team in the league. The Calgary Flames are the 14th oldest team in the league. Now, that's in middle of the pack. It's not like they're, you know, ancient bunch of gray beards. But here's something I wanted to point out. Of the top 16 teams in the NHL in terms of average age, only three of them are not in the playoffs right now. And they are the Washington Capitals. Uh, sorry, four. The Washington Capitals, the St. Louis Blues, the Florida Panthers, and the Calgary Flames. So in the long run, again, you look at that core. They're lacking star power. They're getting older. I'm just saying, Kyle, I'm just saying things might not be as rosy for the Calgary Flames in the long term. How about you give me some of your thoughts on, you know, which team that well, uh, that you'd rather have? You hit me with the stats and facts, uh, the facts, the facts, right? 34 wins for both <laughs> clubs. It, uh, it's pretty alarming. Like, if you actually look at that number, that's the number that really matters. So I get where you can kind of get this uh, question slash topic from right there's a little there's a little bit of substance here there really really is now you were sounding like a robot part way through that spiel you said that they were the what the 14th oldest team in the league the 15th the yeah the 14th, 14th the 15th. oldest team 14th yeah. oldest team i guess middle in the pack uh probably a few percentage points away from being in the top 10 whatever right the calgary flames have been arguably one of the most disappointing teams all season you could even you could even say that about the canucks too straight up you could say that as well about the vancouver canucks and both teams at different times, and I would say actually for the majority of the season for Calgary, just had horrible goaltending, and it's really wrecked them as a former Jacob Markstrom hater to a Jacob Markstrom lover. Like, dude, that guy proved me wrong. Super, super motivated individual, such a competitor. The the year that the Canucks made the, the playoff bubble, he went through a lot that year. Personal problems. I think he had a, a death in the family, and he still he – still, had the heart and the desire to go to work and put on for his family, his team, and he did good. He did great. He was one of the best goaltenders in the league towards the end of his Vancouver Canucks career. He was one of the best goaltenders in the league last year, and he has been struggling. I think if the Flames, and this is so easy to say, if they want to get back to relevancy ASAP, whether that be, you know, somehow squeak in the last seven, eight, nine games here or just next season, they need Jacob Markstrom to come back to form. And that's ironic, isn't it? That's ironic for both these teams. Markstrom and Demko have to be those guys for success to happen. It's like these two are these two are always going to be connected. Yeah, hundred percent. And again, you got Jacob Markstrom getting a bit older. Uh, you know, Thatcher Demko is still theoretically either entering his prime or in his prime. So again, not to say Jacob Markstrom can't get back there. Um, it's be again kind of foolish to yeah, bet against yeah. him. We've we've seen the guy persevere. Um, but, you know, here's the other thing I wanted to bring up, you know, and, and this maybe goes against my argument a bit, but, you know, the Canucks and Flames, again, both teams have been relatively disappointing. And, you know, we could have debated which team has been more disappointing, but that's a bit more of a depressing argument compared to which roster you would rather have. You know, but when I look at these teams, they have been two of the more unlucky teams in the NHL and specifically the Calgary Flames. You know, when I'm looking at, again, you can call me the nerd. I'm going to whip out a couple more stats. When I look at the Flames and the Canucks since January 1st, you know the Canucks are a bottom 10 team in terms of PDO, which is a combination of on-ice shooting percentage and on-ice save percentage. The Calgary Flames actually have the lowest PDO in the NHL. So they're not getting the saves and they're not scoring. You know, For the Canucks, it's been mainly they haven't been getting the saves, but they've continued to score throughout the season. So, But again, one of the reasons I'm more bullish on the Canucks long-term is twofold. 
they have the star power at every position that you know you want when you're building an NHL team. You know, really the second part of it is that they just need to build properly around this core. So this is a bit of a blind faith in in Alvina Rutherford to do things the right way. And the Calgary Flames, on the other hand, they lost their star power this offseason. They they kind of remind me right now of the New York Islanders. You know, they got one of the best defensive cores in the league on paper. Uh, again, the big difference is that they don't have Sorokin in the net. They have Jacob Markstrom. But they just don't have a lot of star power up front. And that's a problem. Mm. That's a big problem. And, and bro, you know, I'm going to take what you just said. And it's crazy because both of us, you know, both of us just sounding like robots for real, man. You know, I got the robotic voice. You sound like a robot. But I picked out what you said there. And at the end, I got scared, man. I got scared, right? Both these teams lack star power up, whatever, up front, blah, 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 right? If you take that statement, I think you're talking about the Islanders and the Flames, right? And now you look at the Canucks, right? They have star power up front. What if? Again, what if? That's why I said, yo, the number one thing the Canucks have to do this offseason is lock up Pedersen because what if? What if? D- these guys had Kachuk last year, and Huberdeau is a good player. He's a good player. Signed a big deal. Isn't the same guy. It takes time, okay? Florida to Calgary. Trevor, it would happen to you too, okay? If you had to switch jobs and go from Florida to Calgary, you would not be the same person, okay? So let's cut Huberdeau some slack, okay? Can we agree on that? Florida to Calgary? That's a, That's tough. That's that's really yeah. tough, bro. It really is. Okay, they. I, I think Huberto can still, you know, be a star for years to come. Uh, whatever happened this year, it is what it is. But again, the Canucks this offseason they have to lock up Pedersen. We saw what happened with Kachuk. The the money didn't really matter when it came to what was on the table. I think he could have got paid the exact same amount, if not more, in Calgary. But he still walked away, went to Florida, lock up Pedersen ASAP. Don't let it go to next year. Don't let it go to next year because you can get a package back. In a trade, that's cool, you know. Like Calgary did, they traded, they traded Kachuk, they got Huberdeau, they got, uh, dude. Why, why is the defenseman uh just uh Mackenzie Weger, Weger, Weger? They got guys yeah. back, you know. At the time, I was sitting on the toilet when the trade happened. I was pissed. I was like, dude, Calgary actually <laughs> found a way to do it. They found a way to kind of retool, regroup, and still be competitive. But boom, boom, stars are stars. Real stars are stars, and real stars that are you, you know under the age of twenty five, superstars. Because Kachuk is. He's right up there with Pedersen as being one of the best players in the NHL, right below McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. It's just the truth. You lose one of those guys, you just never know. You never know if if you'll ever get close to getting that type of production and that type of that type of what's what's the word? What's that word when like or that that's fancy stat when it's like, yo, this team really helps you win. This player helps you win games. Like, what's that? I don't even yeah, know. It's win, kind of, well, it's kind of like that game. Even, yeah, it's that game score value added or wins above replacement, like one of those models. Yeah. Dude, yeah, those so, guys bring I, it. I know. Those guys bring it. Yeah, yeah. And I, we kind of mentioned Kachuk uh, on our first episode of the week when we talked about, you know, should Pedersen deserve some love for the Hart Trophy? And you know, Kachuk and Pedersen were both among, you know, my six candidates for the Hart. So mm-hmm. Kachuk's had a fantastic season, and he's certainly been missed in Calgary because they oh, just yeah. they lack that same punch with Kachuk and Goudreau. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. And Kachuk is there's there's such different players, Kachuk and Pedersen but they have that X factor ability. Both of them do. Not a lot of players can do what both those two players can do individually. They're different players. Kachuk, you know, he's got that, that punk in him. He's so skilled around the net. He drives people nuts. Pedersen is just skilled everywhere. He competes hard. Again, I'll say, dude, this guy is incredible, incredibly talented. One of the most talented players in the Western Conference, probably by, by, you know, in a couple more years, he'll already be the most talented player in Canucks history. 
just those type of guys. You don't want to lose them. I'm praying. Can we just can we just pray here, please, 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 please? This off season, just July July fifteenth. Can we get that contract done, please? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the word? Uh, mm-hmm. Lies. Thank you. Hockey I was gonna guy. say amen, but you know, lies. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> you know, maybe let us know in the comments. You know, which roster would you rather have in the long term, the Canucks roster or the Calgary Flames roster? Uh, coming up in our next segment, we do want to touch on a couple of our awards. Going to hand out a couple of awards, one for the Cam Neely, former Canuck of the Week, and one for the Marcus Granlin of the Week. Uh, but first, we need to tell you that not the midway point of the NBA season, but the playoff push of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And Portland Trailblazers, man. Oh, man. I know you talked about the Sacramento Kings when you were doing this ad read earlier this week. Those Sacramento Kings beat my Trailblazers 120 to 80 earlier this week. And they play again tonight. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared. I am a sucker for, you know, I don't think that the Kings are going to smoke them that bad two games in a row. So... That's, that might be where I'm leading. Hey, hey, I'm a Canucks games. fan. Okay, I don't, I don't give up on failure. I don't. No, I don't give up on. I don't give up on failure. I'm a Canucks fan. Okay. 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 So if I was, if I was going to bet on the Trailblazers Sacramento Kings game tonight on FanDuel, if I did that, I could combine my bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss the chance. Get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the MBA. Bum, bum, bum. FanDuel, bet responsibly. Best of luck. Sending you well wishes. Make some money. Live, live a little, you know, stress-free. More stress-free, I guess. You know, if you win a, a couple parlays. And uh, yeah, use FanDuel. You're listening to Locked on Canucks, Trevor Beggs. Kyle Bowen every day, your team, or is it your team every day? Same thing. I'm having I'm having a little bit of anxiety creep into my life this morning because of that conversation we had a couple minutes ago. Pedersen, gotta sign him ASAP. You want to talk about some former Canucks right now of the week? Is that what you want to do? Cam Neely, former Canuck player of the week? Let, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I was talking – a lot of uh, a lot of shiznit about the Calgary Flames, and you know I, I I gotta shout out one of their players, and he is my former Canuck of the Week. It's Tyler Toffoli. You know, in a season in Calgary, things have not gone according to plan. I think Tyler Toffoli's been you know one of the most consistent pieces on the team. You know who who would have predicted this going into the season, Kyle? You know the Flames. They're pretty stacked. They signed Nazim Kandri the offseason. They signed Jonathan Huberto to that big extension. You know, Elias Lindholm has been a big producer for them for a long time. Do you know who leads the Calgary Flames in points this season? It's Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Come Great. on. Spoiler, I spoiler alert. Is. I wonder how Jake Vertanen is doing. Jim Betting? Uh, yeah. Last I heard, it was... Uh, yeah, last I heard, Jake Vertanen was playing in a second-tier Swiss league. Um... But hey, Tyler Toffoli, again, he had two goals the other night against the San Jose Sharks. You know, he's done all this, but he's only averaging 16 and a half minutes per game. So it's not like he's been loaded up with first-line minutes. You know, he's achieving mm-hmm. this production. And, 
you know, kind of high end middle six minutes, you know. So, uh, you know, Tyler Toffoli was certainly the one that got away. He was a perfect fit in Vancouver. It sucks that he's not with the team anymore, but, you know, he's had some success since then with Calgary and the Canadians. So shout out to Tyler Toffoli. He is uh, our award winner here for the Cam Neely, former Canuck of the week. Okay, so let's do this right now. Let's talk about this for the next couple of minutes, okay? Tyler Toffoli, is he is he an example of what Brock Besser can be in the NHL? That's a great question. I mean... Yeah, it is. I don't... Just, you think so? Just show okay, up. tell me just why. Show up, more, show up more often, pick up more points, and score more goals. I, I don't think anyone is expecting Brock Besser at his cap hit to still, you know, reach 40 goals. But, get, you know, consistently, and not just pick it up in garbage time, consistently be a threat to score goals. Get anywhere from, like, 25 to 30. You know what I'm saying? And and he's kind of creeping up towards 20, but, again, a lot of this stuff has happened in garbage time. Just watch Toffoli film, Brock, and just bring it. Bring it more often. And Toffoli, one thing about him, and we saw it when he was here with the Canucks, and I think you would have seen it if you if you saw him play in L.A., and you've seen it now. With Calgary, the dude's a gamer. The dude's a gamer. He shows up, and I'm sure he's invisible every now and then, but he's not invisible for stretches. Toffoli's yeah, been yeah. really, really consistent for a really, really long time, and yeah, one of the greater mistakes over the last four or five years, you know, giving out giving out a lot to get him and just letting him walk for nothing, not even offering him a contract and prioritizing, again, Jake Furtanen before Tyler Toffoli it was – it was incredible at the time, and it still is. And uh, he was here for such a short time. It's not as if he got to really, you know, we didn't. We, the community didn't really get to know him. The market really didn't get to know Tyler Toffoli. But you could just tell this dude is is a real, real genuine dude who loves the game. He's a winner and a competitor. And yeah, just just having some family in Calgary. You know, they rave. They rave about him. They rave about him. They're, they're big Tyler Toffoli fans. I don't think he's the problem in Calgary. Yeah, no, he's far. He's probably the furthest thing from the problem in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of your Brock Besser, Tyler Toffoli comparison, I think Brock Besser just needs to have a bit more of that nose to the net. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Toffoli, in general, scores a lot of his goals from you know pretty close to the blue paint. And you know, Besser, I wouldn't say he's necessarily a perimeter player, but he's certainly more perimeter than Tyler Toffoli. So, mm-hmm. but um, yo, there's some Trevor, similarities don't you, don't in terms of their think... skating. Yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but don't you think like that's where it kind of starts? Like Besser has to change. He has to change a bit. He has to change. Go go to the net. Go around the net. Make it easier for yourself. Tap a couple in and go get some momentum that you can carry with you throughout the season. Again, don't just wait till the games don't matter to pick up goals and points. You got to change up a bit. And to Foley, he does a bit of everything. And on top of doing a bit of everything, he has those moments where he shows his skill. It's a full-out display. He's doing his thing. He's still that high-end player. But again, he's doing those things beforehand to kind of get him get him going. You get what I'm saying? Create that momentum for yeah. yourself. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And, you know, Brock Buster would do well to uh, add a little bit of Tyler Toffoli to his game. Uh, speaking of guys who could add a little something to their game, here's my Marcus Granlin, uh, my Marcus Granlin of the Week award winner. Uh, I guess it's an award of some sort, but Vitaly Kratsov. Um, I think I butchered his name. I think it's Kratsov. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Does it really matter? Because this guy is in true Marcus Granlund fashion, just kind of floating out there, man. He's he came in, had a good first couple of games, and since then he's been relatively invisible. You know, Kyle, you were right uh, last week. He was the guy that got uh, X nade from the lineup when Aiden McDonough mm-hmm. made his debut. 
but we've kind of seen a whole lot of nothing from Krasov <laughs> over the past few games that he had, you know, a, a bit of a okay night against the Vegas Golden Knights there when Canucks weren't very good. Kratsov, Kratsov and Pod Colson got elevated to Pedersen's line, but he's just been too quiet. And I'm starting to wonder if this guy really has a future in Vancouver past this season because, you know, he could go back to the KHL and if that's what he wants to do, he could probably make a good good chunk of change there. Yeah, and uh, I think I think he's a player, and this is such an easy thing to say, that needs to have you know, one of those incredible off seasons. And uh, I still very much want to see him in the mix because I think the Canucks do need options. And we saw it very early and very briefly. And who knows if this was just, you know, that trade gas, you know, when you get traded, you just want to show up for your team. And we saw it early. The guys, the guy does have a competitive nature to him and he can do things and maybe he can be spread out throughout the lineup. And maybe we're seeing him tailing off a bit because, you know, it's, it's tough being that high-end guy than coming to the NHL and just being scratched and not being a coach favorite or, you know, being, again, replaced by Aiden McDonough. You know, it just – it doesn't make sense, and maybe that killed his momentum, and he just needs a good, good offseason. I just want to see it happen, bro. I want to see it happen. I want to see all the boys. Don't return home to your fa- – okay, go go return home to your families, okay? Do your thing. It, it, you know, hockey is not the most important thing in the world, but, hey, man, have some fun this summer. Come back and – mid-July, all 30 of you guys just come back, you know, go to the beach together, go work out together, play some dodgeball together. I don't know. Just just get together. Be a team early, mold, and then see what happens. Uh, in, in other words, I keep saying next season matters. This offseason really, really matters. Two episodes ago, two episodes ago, I'm sorry, I said it. They got to write, they got to write books or chapters about this offseason coming up for the Vancouver Canucks because it needs to work. It needs to work out. It really does. Yeah, I agree. And I think the one wrinkle with Krasov in particular is that he is a restricted free agent. And, you know, you look at the Canucks cap friendly page. They don't have a ton of people <laughs> who need new contracts in the offseason, but Krasov is one of them. So, you know, whether he decides to resign in Vancouver or whether he decides to go back to Russia, I think it's going to be kind of an, an interesting storyline to follow. Um, speaking of things that are interesting, we're going to read some interesting comments on our final segment here on Locked On Canucks. You're listening to Bagsy and Bowen on Locked On. You're back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Bags, your team every day. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you stream podcasts as well. And I do got to apologize to the people, real talk, because, you know, their, their time matters. And I know it's a bit laggy today. I don't want to say it is what it is because we have to do better. But, man, maybe maybe we have people in the rooms, you know, talking to their families in Norway on Zoom. Right? Like, it, sh- stuff happens. It's Friday. Maybe everyone's feeling good and they want to talk to their family. For real. Speaking of family, you the people are our family members. Well, my family members. Trevor has his own family member. Fam- family members. He will he will pick them before you. I will always pick the fan first. Speaking of which, let's should we, should we lead with love or should we lead with – no, let, let's lead with love. Let's lead with love. Uh, Jay Dak, I think this guy's from Surrey. If you're if you're listening to this or watching this, go tell your so- Surrey folk, yes, your Surrey folk, to listen to the show as well. It's official. I'm all in on Locked On Canucks. That dude is a cool dude. We do this for you. We're glad you're enjoying the program. And yeah, Surrey, man. Surrey matters, man. If Begsy and I can get the people in Surrey on our side, we're going to do wonders. We're going to do wonders. We're going to yeah. do a live show next year in the playoffs, right in the middle of the intersection on 120th and 72nd. <laughs> right in the middle. 
right in the middle. Okay. Not in a restaurant, not in a restaurant or nothing. We're just going to set up a tent right in the middle of that intersection, and we're going to host a live podcast party with the people. Why not? Why not? I really like this comment, okay? We talked about JT Miller. He was mentioned in the letter by Jim Rutherford being a core player, and Cash McGregor replied to our inquiry, right? I, I asked, so does JT Miller have two or three or four more years like this? Because he's picking it up. Seems like him and Tockett are going to get along. JT Miller, again, one of the better forwards in the NHL. Can he continue to do this? And Cash McGregor brought up Joe Pavelski. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe different types of players, but that level of production, can JT Miller do it? Uh, can JT Miller be this good at the age of 38? Can he do it? And how does he do it? Bill Barr? Athletic Greens? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, we'll tie that in when uh, Built Bar and Athletic Greens sponsor, sponsor one of our shows next week. No, I will say it's probably wishful thinking. I, I certainly hope it happens, but how many guys like Pavelski are out there doing this right now? It's a short mm-hmm. list. It might actually only be Joe Pavelski. Maybe like Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. You know, it's really, really hard to maintain that level of consistency uh, into your 30s. And, you know, Miller does play a bit of a rough and tumble game as well. I mean, you know, knock on wood, he's been relatively healthy throughout his time in mm-hmm. Vancouver. Um, it'll be hard to do. And I think even Rutherford alluded to the fact when they were talking about re-signing Miller uh, before he actually re-signed last season, that, you know, when you're paying guys six, seven years into their 30s, you're really, you're paying for the first three to four years of that contract. If you get a solid performance in the latter years of that contract, it's a bonus, which seems like flawed logic because mm-hmm. the salaries, the cap is still the same. It's still eight million bucks. Um, but yeah, again, wishful thinking to think he's going to do that. But you know, the guy has been getting better over the past couple of seasons. So hey, who am I to rule it out? Yeah, and he has the fire in him. I think Talkit has the ability to get again to him. And we have to, we have to put this stuff out there, man. We need it to happen. We we can't again again the Hirona trade and. Them being capped out next season matters. The immediate future happens. Let's not wish for no first overall pick, top five pick. That stuff's not happening for a cup. We can't be thinking about those things. We just got to think about everything going right. Put that out there. And JT Miller, he's going to get 90 points uh, next season. He really, really will. Uh, Do we have that other comment here? Okay, David Easton. Yeah, no, for real. What the F was that? I honestly could not finish, finish listening to that. Sorry. Good luck. Ugh. So this guy was not happy with our performance. If he's listening today, which he probably is, because he's commented on other episodes. Maybe he just didn't like, I I don't want to say it's my voice this time. I I don't want to say that because, again, he commented on other episodes. Maybe he just didn't like our our assumptions based on the letter. Who knows? But David, he actually sounded mad because he added the ugh thing. Like, ugh, dude, I'm sending you peace, man. Again, love me or hate me. Love Trevor or hate Trevor. It's go Canucks go. Yeah, and uh, you know, David, we appreciate uh, your feedback. Although, yeah, you know, if you're gonna criticize us, like, just tell us what you don't like. You know, UG doesn't really no, uh, doesn't really uh, help yeah. us get better. Honestly, he <laughs> said he said yeah, uh, for real. Maybe he doesn't like the fact that I always say for real. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I don't know ah, if I'm gonna switch okay. that up. I'm, right. I don't know, but you know, I do say that a lot, it, bro. It's like, come on, it's the end of March. You know, I'll I'll take notes. I'll take notes, and maybe hey. I'll be better. Or maybe we'll maybe, maybe we got to shake it up. Maybe we got to shake it up, bro, for real. <laughs> there you go, right? There you go. Hey, shout out to the uh, comments. Uh, uh, we'll uh, always uh. talk about the comments <laughs> at the end of the show because we do save the best for last. Uh, Begsy, Kyle, again, internet connection, not the best today. We apologize for that. 
I'll say no. It is what it is. It is what it is. And if you guys want something else to listen to, I'm going to shout it out again because I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling empty because the season's over of Unreal and there's no more episodes left on the West Coast Express. It couldn't go longer than eight episodes, and that's because it really didn't last that long. If you want to get your Canucks fix in and just escape for a bit, go listen to Scott Rintoul and West Coast Express wherever you stream podcasts. Yeah, and I got to say, today's March 31st. Kyle and I took over as hosts of Lock on, Locked On Canucks on March 1st. So, yeah, we're, we're still rookies on the Locked On Network. Uh, but we appreciate everyone and anyone who has you know, joined us and come along for the ride since then. And, again, from the bottom of our hearts, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode and for the past episodes we've done here on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Now, make your second listen game to game, Locked On NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL with a local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Cal Bowen. Go Canucks, go. Calgary Flames, hope you crash and burn. And we'll catch you next time on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.